Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Sunday School. Today we have a guest. Her name is Abriana, also known as AB. Um, and we brought her on today. She's going to tell us her story on how she was able to overcome an unhealthy relationship and find the light at the end of the tunnel for her. So hi, AB. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. I'm so excited to have a high school friend on here. <laughs> I know. It's, it's been a while. It's been a long time. And we'll have to remember also, Hilda, to share with our um, listeners AB's YouTube channel. Yeah, she has a video actually that inspired us to have her on this um, episode. And it's very, um, I thought it took a lot of courage for her to record that video and tell her story so that other people could kind of, you know, listen to her and be aware of what happened to her, knowing that people could, you know, judge her for it. But I'm sure that whenever she was going through that stuff, AB, you probably didn't know, a lot of people didn't know that you were going through a lot of that. And I also think it's like, it takes a lot of courage to post something like that and to really talk about the struggles because nowadays with social media and Instagram and all of this stuff, all people ever talk about is the good in their partner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it kind of makes people that are going, people that are actually going through something rough or hard feel like they're the only ones. So I think I appreciate you stepping out and saying like, Hey, things aren't always rainbows and unicorns. Like mm-hmm. there's a hard part and I'm here to tell you it sucks, but there's light at the end of the tunnel for it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So do you want to tell us a little bit of your background and and get into, you know, how you did find your light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. So I started dating my ex-husband because we did end up getting married. I started dating him when I was 17. I did not grow up, you know, with the father figure. I didn't grow up with the dad in the home. And I feel like that plays a huge part because you kind of search for love in the wrong places. And so something that I searched for, you know, was that love. And I found it in, you know, my ex-husband. He was really the first relationship I had ever, you know, known. I was 17, I was young. Um, So I fell hard, of course, like your first love. And uh, I was not really aware of like, hey, you have sex, you're gonna have a kid, (laughs) you know? I just didn't put the two and two together. You're young, you're naive, you're not thinking about that stuff. You're just in love. And so, um, yeah, you know, having sex and I ended up pregnant, you know, it was unprotected sex. And so my mom was furious with me, um, so upset because obviously I had a promising future. I was going to maybe play soccer. It was going in that direction, you know, a scholarship for soccer. And so my mom was upset and her immediate response was like, you're going to get an abortion and we're going to put him in jail because he was at the time 21. I was 17. So he was older. Um, He should have known. Sorry to butt in, but he should have known better. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole different story. So (laughs) um, yeah. So I, I was, I I was more, I had already at that moment started to protect. Um, Now that I am older, I can look back. And that was like the the little things I did to protect. So my thing was, okay, well, how can I keep him safe? If I keep the baby, then he won't go to jail. And then we can be together forever. And we'll be happy. And, you know, we'll live this fairytale life, right? So that's what I did. I told my mom, look, I'm going to keep my baby. I can't go through an abortion. Um was it really like I couldn't go through it? I feel like it was more me clinging, like this is a way of me being with him forever because I was just so, you know, 
just this, I mean this, at this that person, age everyone yeah. is just so like in love and you think like this is it like this mm-hmm. is the one like I'll exactly. never find anything better so I don't blame you like I get it I get where you're coming from you yes. just think this is like one and forever yeah exactly that's literally like how I felt and so um we decided to keep the baby my mom was very clear like this is your kid I'm not gonna raise a kid you know this was not how I wanted a kid to be brought up so just know that you're on your own pretty much like you're 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 here but you're on your own mm-hmm. and so I, w- I was like okay that's fine I got it like we got it he was okay with keeping it you know I was okay with keeping it and so we kind of moved forward from that and then question um, for you Amy yeah. do you feel like you were the main source of wanting to keep the baby or do you think he influenced you as well I think like it was, was he me. excited so no he wasn't excited um you know he was 21 I, I feel like at that age you're like barely begins, you know, like your 20s. And so he wasn't excited, but he was also Christian. So he didn't believe in abortion. So that was like, I, I feel like that kind of pushed him in the way of like, okay, you want to keep it? Let's keep it. Yeah. Um, so we, but you were swaying basically the decision, like you were the decision I, maker. Yeah, I was the decision maker. I chose, I, I did two and two. I mean, I did one and one, like if I keep this baby, we're going to be together and that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I didn't go through with an abortion. And so, okay. um, you, my mom, go ahead. Were you, um, cause you were 17. Were you pregnant, like big belly and everything in high school also? Yes. So I graduated, okay. I walked the stage and I was like 35 weeks pregnant. So I was wow. huge. So that was so, it was, it was embarrassing it was hard. Um, I lost a lot of friends along the way because everybody is, you know, like going to friend's house and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I didn't even get to go to prom, like go to prom because he didn't want to go to prom. So it's like, it, it was, I, I missed out on a lot. I, I, I see that. And for my son, it's worth it, but it's like for this guy, it wasn't, Yeah, you know, so you know, it's like a pro pro and con. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, my mom, after I got pregnant, my mom turned super, she was already strict, but she turned super strict to the point where she's like, you can't see him. You have to be home by eight, you know, eight 30. I, I would be speeding home. Like, you know, cause well, I just already wanted, done did the deal. So I, what's know. The I, know. <laughs> I mean, you would think, but she, and it became to the point where, um, it was causing problems between us. And so she kind of gave me an ultimatum, like, look, you don't want to follow my rules. You need to get out of my house. And, you know, I spoke it over with him and he was like, you can come over, you know, to our house and, um, you know, live with us. I, I'll talk to my mom. And so it just seemed like a way of getting out of my, my home. And, and it wasn't, my home wasn't, it wasn't, a, I guess, the best upbringing because I had a stepdad and he, you could tell the difference between how he was with us and how he was with his kids. And so any way for me to get out, I was like ready to dip. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. This is my way out. Um, and I, and that just that alone caused a lot of problems with me and my mom and just me feeling like she wasn't supportive. And, and that's just like, it's, it's so many things that happened mm-hmm. that it affected so many relationships. And I didn't know it at the time. I thought, oh, I'm I'm 17. I'm old. I don't, you know, I don't need her. Yada yada yada. But she's especially when you're pregnant and you know making big life decisions like that. You're like, I got this. And you want somebody on your corner. Yeah. You know, but but instead, I went to a place where I didn't have anybody in my corner. You know, um, I it's just unfamiliar territory. You know, like. Mm -hmm 
people that obviously they're his parents, so they're always going to have a love for him no matter what he does. And so that I think was like the biggest mistake I could have made. And I think a lot would have changed if I would have stayed at home with my mom. Yeah. So from there, I went to go move in with his parents. But his parents, like I told you in the in the beginning, he was Christian. His parents were Christian. So they basically told me, you're going to live here. You have to get married. So I would have never even considered marriage because I was 18. You know, like when I had had Isaac, my son, I was 18. So I was like, wait, married? Wait a second. Like, I don't know. Like, And I remember speaking to my mom about it, but, but I remember being okay with it. I don't know. I feel like because I was still in that bubble of, oh my gosh, like we're going to be this happy family and now we can be married and not knowing I was 18 at the time, like such a baby, you know, like I, I can speak with, you know, in relation to that, that, yeah, when you're young like that and you are getting married, I don't think we really understand the full, you know, ex- expand, you know, uh, of what it means of to be married. married. Yeah. yeah. So I, I understand where you're coming from when you say that, that you were okay with it in the moment. But then I guess once you get a little bit older, you look back and it's like, well, no, I was young. What was I doing? Like, what was I thinking? Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. And so. I mean, I had no place else to go. I couldn't go back to my mom's. Like, that would be such a, like, I, I had so much pride. I just couldn't go back. Yeah. And so I, I figured, okay, well, I mean, being married, I mean, we're already together. We have a kid. Like, we're going to have a kid in a couple months. Like, like, what's the difference between being married and not being married? And let me yeah. tell you, there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's a paper. A and you think it's just a paper, but it's not just a paper. It's, it's not just a paper, exactly. So, And you must like, have felt like, oh, my gosh, yes, like, I'm keeping the baby. And now, you know, we're going to be together forever. And now we're getting married. Like, everything's working in my, you know, just how I predicted. Paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so there I was, 18-year-old, naive little girl, thinking I had it all figured out. You know, that's how we feel, like, at that age. So, God, I have a daughter, so I'm like, geez, just prepare me for that. Like, <laughs> I I know what it's like. And so, yeah, we got married in a courthouse. It wasn't nothing big. Literally went to court, got married, went to Chinese buffet after. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, when I tell you, it was not how I thought it would be. Like, not at all. And so... There we were married, and things were good for a couple months, and then that's when he was. Did you get married and then say, like, you know, right after it happened, you're at the Chinese buffet, and you're like, okay, so am I supposed to feel different? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it just felt like, it, it was, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel right. Yeah. It didn't feel right. It didn't, I didn't feel happy. Like, I was happy, but then, like, looking back at the pictures, I was like, what was I wearing? Like, we literally posed in front of the courthouse. Like, how, like, just, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> and so. Um, I, off topic, but I do want you to eventually maybe share, because I thought your wedding with your husband now, I thought it was very cute. So maybe at some point you can share that also. I don't want to get off topic course. too much, but eventually. No, it was so yes, cute. I would, literally, it's like day and night. Like, when I tell you I didn't know that there was, like, green grass on the other side, like, there is green grass. You just have to have the courage to kind of step out, mm-hmm. you know, step out and just kind of, like, see, like, it, step out of your own body for a second because we get so caught up in our feelings sometimes, so caught up in um, what people will think, what people will say, you mm-hmm. being, um, what's the word, you being, like, uh I can't think of the word like you being a failure yeah you know 
a failure and, and just having that over your head, it it's it weighs you down. Like yeah. it can be a lot for your soul to bear. And um yeah, so when I when I sit back sometimes and I do, I do reflect sometimes and I'm like, man, like or when I see crazy people on the street, like, you know, like I'm like, I do not miss that. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like you know, because I, I live through that and so it's 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 crazy like how God just gave me like switched everything up and now I have that to where I can tell people like when they are scared oh I don't know if I can do this like no let me tell you like you can do it you're accepting a Big Mac when you can have like (laughs) for a chow you know what I'm saying like (laughs) don't do that to yourself like don't do that to yourself and so yeah we um so we got married and it was like we were like six months in and that's when he had first like put his hands on me and um, it was something so I was. You were six months back. pregnant, or you were six months? No, no, no. So six months into marriage, Isaac okay. was like six months. Okay. So we had gotten married when Isaac was a month old. Mm-hmm. So it, that that'll kind of show you the timeline of like when I tell you, oh, Isaac was one or Isaac was two. We were married kind of like a month after Isaac mm-hmm. was born. So, um, yeah, he was he had choked me, and I was so, like, like. I, I froze because yeah. I had never experienced that. I had never, uh, you, like that stuff you see on TV, you know, yeah. like, that's not real life. You never think you know? it's going to happen to you. Exactly. And you always so, think you have the best guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, did you like so, respond back? I would have, I would have not even known how to react. Yeah. I was in shock. I was in shock. And the first thing that came to my mind was grab my baby and get out of here. And mm-hmm. so, that's what I did. I I grabbed Sarah. I mean, not Sarah. That's my that's my newest one. Um, I grabbed Isaac and I ran out of the room because at that time we were living with his parents. I ran out of the room and they didn't know anything that was going on. But like he he choked me for for a good while, you know, to where it was like when he finally let me go. I, I like I gasped for air. I grabbed Isaac. I ran out of the room like a crazy person and they were, you know, his parents were like, what, like, what, what's happening? And I ran out of the house. I didn't know what to do, you know, and like we shared a car, we shared this room. So it's like, you feel kind of trapped and you're Mm -hmm. like, and I, and I, I was, even though all that had happened, I didn't tell his parents right there. Like he just choked me. I was scared. I was, afraid I was in shock I was embarrassed you know just all this stuff is kind of like going in my mind and um and he was you know they're like what's going on what's going on and he quickly covered it up I don't know she's crazy she's tripping over something da 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 and I was just like I don't want to go in there and they're like please come in the house like you're making a scene you know da 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 eventually they call me down I come in the house I go in the room and I just sit there and we're just sitting there and literally he he was just like I'm sorry I didn't mean to do that like it it turned into like um like just a loving like sense mm-hmm. and I and then I, I I don't know I just I felt like okay well it was an accident you know like he didn't mean to do it yeah but you're thinking like how do you accidentally choke somebody like that's not an accident i know this is like this is a really sentimental like moment right now but all i can think about right now is a carol baskin song <laughs> what why carol Tiger baskin King, right? 
She killed her husband. Yeah, <laughs> killed her husband. Smacked him. Whacked him. <laughs> whacked him. Should have right then and there. Yeah. All I can think about is like you just killed him. Yeah. I. I you have to remember, I'm 18 at the time. Right. I don't have my mom. Like, our relationship isn't good. You're very defenseless I, at this point because you have, you know, nobody on your corner. You're at his house. You know, mm-hmm. he has complete You're very power. Reliant. Uh-huh. Yes. You, he has complete power over you at this point, And you have no way of really um, telling anybody or relying on anybody because, again, nobody's on your corner. And you're so worried about, you know, all of the embarrassment you've kind of already gone through to add more to it. And then maybe exactly. somebody point out and be like, well, it's kind of your fault. You brought this upon yourself because of the situation. So I get or it. Or even I going back and telling your parents, like, you were right and yeah. look what's happening. Yeah. And then again, and if he's I, apologizing, it's kind of like, oh, well, like you said, he didn't mean to, mean to do it. He still might love me. So I understand why you were so conflicted at that time because yeah. it's difficult. Exactly. Exactly. And so from there, I just felt like, Okay, well, it was like relationships go through ups and downs. Like I don't know what's what's normal. You know, this is my first relate. Like, keep in mind, first relationship, married. You're so young. You know, everything happens so fast. So it's like, and you have a lot of new responsibilities. Like being a parent, that's a lot to take on, and that's already a strain on you know a person and a relationship. So on top of like an unhealthy relationship, that's yeah. It was. It was. Yeah, I don't. I, by the grace of God, I got through that because it was like I I sit back and I and I think about it and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, like right then and there, that should have been one and done. Like, yeah. like you don't get a second chance. That's kind of like cheating. Once you do it once, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time before you do it again. Mm-hmm. And right. so, but like you said in the beginning, pride, pride on your end to show yeah. people that you failed. So exactly that. At this point, y'all have been together or married, you said, for six months. You know, yes. is this like the first argument you guys have? I know it's the first time he physically, yeah. you know, puts his hands on you. But have had y'all been arguing, you know, from the moment Isaac was born until now and things just kind of escalated? So we had been we had been good. We had always had trouble because he would like talk to his ex or like I would catch him talking to his ex or talking to girls. And I just I didn't understand that because like when I said yes to you like I dropped everyone and when I say everybody friends everybody like it was just me and you like in this together and so um, we had had like arguments like that but it was never I think what what was different this time is that I I was texting a friend but he was a friend and he still to this day is a friend still like checks up on me from time to time um from high school and so you know I think I think when Wait, so he got jealous that you were texting a friend, but he did it anyway. Yeah, so I think like when when you get a taste of your own medicine, you're kind of like, you but but like it guess. wasn't it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he had a guilty conscience because if he was upset, it means that he was doing something and thought that you were doing the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I think so too. But but for me, it was not like that. For the person I was texting, it wasn't like that. Like it was a genuine like friendship. Mm-hmm. And he just took that and ran with it. And I think it was a guilty conscience. Like I'm doing this. And so you might be doing this. And then I know I just said, and then, and it was like text messages, like, how are you and your husband? How's Isaac? Like it wasn't, it was nothing out of the context of that. But I think he took that and he was like, oh, like just took his anger out on me. Really? I, I don't know. And so we got over that, that bump. And I thought, I thought it was like, I, I don't think I thought it was normal. But at this point, I was married. I was invested. 
what was I going to do? You know, like I had no choice other than to make this work. And so um, we end up moving out. I get, you know, a, a good job. He gets a good job and things are like really good. Like when I tell you it's good, Isaac is maybe one and a half at this time. And like life has never been better. All aspects of life was good financially, my marriage, on my end. I thought everything was great. And so um, I remember the night that he told me that he wanted a divorce, you know, it totally caught me off guard because, you know, he had came home super late um, one day and it was so late to the point where it was like when he walked in the door, I wasn't angry. I was like, oh my God, you're okay. I've been calling you. I've been texting you. Wow. You get off at five. It's like 10 o'clock at night. You know, like, where were you? Like, I'm just, I'm glad you're home. Like what, what happened? And the only thing that came out of his mouth was, I don't love you anymore. And I want a divorce and I, I'm, I'm done with this marriage. And that shattered my heart because this one person that you, you know, love with all your heart, you share a home with now, you share this experience of having a kid with, like, throws you to the side. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just, I didn't accept it at all. I, I, I remember, like, begging him, like, what are you talking about? Like, how can you not love me anymore? Things are good. You know, Wait, what? so he, like, didn't hit you anymore? You guys were good after this? Yeah, yeah, we were You guys good. had, like, really never ever argued again. So all of a sudden, it's like, he went from that, that one situation where he choked you to, like, being good. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I just want a divorce. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and that was, like, within a year span, you know? A year span, you grow a lot with somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I just, we were like, I, I just, it, for me, it didn't make sense. It wasn't adding up. And I, I was like, there's something that, that I don't know because like, this is literally, it, it hit me left field. You know, I'm like, what about Isaac? What about, you know, going back and forth? And it, he was, he was clear. Like he didn't want to be with me. He didn't want to pursue our marriage anymore. And, you know, he had convinced me to move in with my mom for like a week. He was like, I, I need to just think alone. And I lived close to my mom at the time, like maybe 15 minutes away. So, so was he asking you know, kind of like for a break, like you leave for a week and then we can reevaluate the situation? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he kind of convinced me, like, if you give me some space, like, I promise you, like, it'll, it'll be okay. And so I'm Why like, didn't he okay, go well, to his mom's? What, it... what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm like, if that's what it takes for like you to be okay. Okay. So I would have been like, you want some space? All right, homie. Go take a shower real quick. Go think about it. <laughs> I should have said to him with be his right parents. On the couch. Yeah. I would have been like, you go to your parents and I'll be here with right. Isaac. But yeah. no, I, you know, at this time, a year had passed, right? I'm 19. Still super young. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, you know, I, I packed up me and Isaac's stuff for like a couple of days and I called my mom. I was like, hey, mom, like me, um, me and, you know, my ex are having problems. Can I come stay at your house, you know, just for a little bit. So that, that took a lot, you know, to, to go over there. But I, at this point I had no other option, you know, um, you know, he was kind of like, I, I, I saw this as a way to save my marriage, you know, like save him from leaving me if I left. And so, um, I went with my mom and I don't remember much. Like, I'm pretty sure she had her things that she said, cause she's very I, I feel like as a parent, you can easily 
get into like my kids aren't old enough yet to where I felt like oh I told you so you know Mm -hmm. but I feel like it comes with like yeah it's just like I I hear it so much from other parents you know other friends like oh my parents so it's like I feel like that's one thing that I don't want to be for my my kids Mm -hmm. but I can imagine my um my mom probably said her little smart comments you know and I remember like two days passed and I just like I could not live without him like when I tell you I felt like we were attached like this like I couldn't bear to spend like another day without him and so I told my mom hey mom like watch Isaac I'm gonna go you know just go to the movies with him like maybe that will help my mom like don't AB like leave him alone he wants his space you need to give him his space and I was just, I'm I'm so hard headed. And once I want something, like that's it. Like I, like done that's deal. a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like sorry, but like you gonna watch my kid? I'm gonna leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I remember thinking like if he just sees me, like he'll know, like yeah. he'll he'll remember all the good times. Do you think that in a sense maybe you wanted to leave Isaac with your mom also for that little bit so that he so that your ex could kind of see you as an independent, you know, person as opposed to, so he could see you as an independent person as opposed to, you know, this is just the person I'm with who is my child mother. So did you maybe want him to see you as, you know, this is who I am, this is who you, you know, maybe fell in love with and maybe that's why you wanted that alone time with him? Yes, I definitely say that Um, because like I said in the beginning, my mom was very straightforward, like you're not, going to leave your kid with me Mm -hmm. so my son was always with me I never had anybody watch him unless I had to work um you know I I know mothers nowadays they have like they're like oh here you know like maybe have a good relationship with their their family or maybe they just don't want the responsibility of a kid but so my my child was always with me always with us so we had never had a long time ever and so um I, I feel like that on top of him seeing me and us just maybe having a moment alone together would would you know like make him come to his senses and so I pull up at the apartment I have a key because we have you know that's when you get an apartment they give you two keys right so I had a key were you paying rent yeah then hell yeah you have access to that apartment (laughs) (laughs) you sure right girl and so he's I, your roommate homie <laughs> yeah so I go in there right I'm like okay but but he, it's like when I tell you I had this feeling like something had told me like I you know when you, you I just felt like this this shock of adrenaline like yeah like I just I you feel I, it in your belly and all over your body yeah <laughs> your heart's just pounding and so I don't know what told me before you try to open the door just put like just like I just put my ear to the door and I and I heard like a girl laughing and I was like and then that just I was like oh my gosh no way and I was like just I was like I didn't even process anything really and I just you know slowly like just put the key in like to try to unlock the door I unlock it when I go to open it it doesn't open because the top lock is on and so I'm like, oh my god, this motherfucker. So I'm like, oh man. So I, I'm, I have to knock, right? So I knock, and he's like, oh, give me a minute. And I'm like, are you hiding what her? You, what you need a minute for? <laughs> like, open the door. <laughs> I'm like, open it. But at this point, I knew, like, I just knew. And um, 
yeah, he eventually, like, minute passed. But a minute is long when you're sitting there and you know something's going on, you know. Um, so he opens the door and, you know, I don't even look at him. I go straight into my apartment and I just start opening doors. I just start opening and I'm like, who's he hit in her? house? Huh? He hit her? Like, he, she was hiding? Yeah, she was hiding. <laughs> so I'm like, you think, like, I can make a movie out of my story. Like, I... It's incredible. And so, um, yeah, I just start opening these doors, opening these doors. And he's like, he's like, you're tripping. Like, what are you doing? Like, the audacity. why are you even here? You know, like, what do you want? You want to talk? Let's talk. Like, what you like? What are you trying to do? And I'm like, oh, no, it's not the time to talk now. Like, you know, we're, we're past that. And so um, I come to like this, do- you know, like in the apartments, they have like these um, doors that have the ACs. Yeah. in them you know mm-hmm. it's like literally just that you open it it's ac i go to reach for that door and he just like he pushes me out of the way and just stands in front of it and i was like oh that's where so she this, is so that's where she's at you know and so i'm like calling out to her like come out of here don't be a coward let me see who you are because i i had thought it was somebody um somebody already so that's who i was expecting to come out you know And so I was like, don't be a coward. I'm not going anywhere. If you're wanting to leave my apartment, you're going to have to come and you're going to have to show your face to me. And so um, finally, like, my ex was like, okay, just back up, back up. Like, you know, she's going to come out back up. I'm like, all right, I'm backed up. Like, I'm backed up. You know, and, you know, I'm very, I don't like to get, like. Confrontational. Yeah, but I, I was definitely, like, all those sides are, like, coming out. I was like, yeah, you know just adrenaline I was full of adrenaline like when I say full full and so she came out and it was somebody that he was working with but it wasn't the person that I had thought you know so I so I was just like confused and I just remember like I'm like I'm gonna beat this girl but like I'm gonna go and I and I I tried like I charged for her and the like midway because he was standing in between us right mm-hmm. so um like I go to to like get on her or like even try to jump on her or something and he kind of catches me like midway like on the side here like on the side of my arm and throws me like across the apartment and he just starts like going like in on me like punching I'm me I'm sorry like, what and the girl yeah. is watching all of this right the, she's just watching it all she like I think I think she was in as much shock as I was yeah, I don't think she knew the person that he was and what he was capable of. And so, like, when you're watching that, you're just like, it, like you're you're frozen. And yeah. I feel like I wasn't watching her because I was, like, trying to defend myself. Mm-hmm. But she stood there as if, like, she was, I mean, I would be frozen, too. Like, if you were winning, like, you would, uh, I don't I don't know how I, how I would react. And so, you know, he's like. So he's just going head. in, like, ham on you. Like yeah, like, like, yeah, so he's, like, hitting my head against the window. What the fuck? Um, what the? I'm, like, yeah, breathing hard over here. I'm, like, too. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and think about it. Like, this is, like, you're 19, about to be 20, and this is happening to you, and you're just, like, you don't know, like, what's going on. You don't, this is your husband. You just caught him, like, cheating on you. And it's just, like, it's a lot to take in. And so I remember just feeling, like, like, after he had, because he had, like, hit me, he was, like, punching me on, the, like, my stomach, and I remember, like, I fell to one point, and I, I, like, I vividly remember, like, I fell 
was laying on my side and he was like kicking me. And I remember like my, my vision, how I could see is I could see like her legs. Like I was kind of laying like in that position and he's just like kicking me at this point. I didn't feel anything. Like I just was like, like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Numb, I guess in a way. And she just like, got dressed I saw her get dressed real quick and she just ran out of there yeah. and so was she wearing- was naked I hit just his t-shirt and so <sighs> yeah so <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a lot it was a lot and so he she runs out of there and he's like wait like I think that like grabbed his attention he's like wait don't leave you know yeah so he just leaves me let me beat the- my wife real quick but don't leave yeah, like just I'll be right back. About to catch a movie. I don't know what he thought, and so, um, he chases after her. He takes my well. It was our car, but it was my car. Like you know, when your your parents give you like a hand me down car in high school, and like that's your baby, that's your ride or die. You know, so, um, he had took my keys and left. And I remember laying there, and I, like, I was just like emotionally, physically, like mentally, just numb. I kind of just laid there, like thinking, "What the heck just happened? Like, what? Like, is, it like, started this can be so real. fast and it ended so fast. Like, it just, you know, it, yeah, you weren't yeah, you weren't expecting the start of that, you know, and you weren't expecting the end of how that, you know, ended. That's terrible. Out, yeah, and so I, just, I am so I, glad Isaac wasn't there though. I know, yes, because God knows, I, like, I don't know what would have happened if. I don't know and so and Isaac's super protective of me so even when we would like play fight or whatever Isaac was always like I, I feel like he sensed it mm-hmm. like he just would always cry like like you know not my mom, not my, he couldn't talk he was still one you know not even two so yeah I, I'm thankful that my mom you know that I left him with my mom at that time and so um, I remember like like I was like who do I call you know like I have no friends anymore I can't, like, if I call my mom, like, he's, that's it. Like, that's a wrap. Like, my mom don't play, you know? Did you call his um, mom? Yeah, so the only thing that came to my mind was if I don't want him to go to jail, and which I don't want him to go to jail because then Isaac will be without a father. And, Still and then, protecting you know, like, him. Yeah, and so there I go, you know, like, kind of protecting him. And um, I called his parents, and I, and I, that's when I told them. And I was like, he just hit, you know, I caught him with the girl. He just hit me. I cannot like move. I'm so hurt. Um, like I, I don't know what to do. And they were like, okay, like don't call the cops who are coming right now. We're gonna fix it. Like we're gonna fix it all. He, I don't know why he's acting like this. That's not like him. Whatever, right? So they show up and they, we were second in the second floor. So they walked me down because I like was, like I just couldn't on my I mean, own. You just got beat up. Yeah, like literally. And so. I remember um, I told my mom, like, hey, mom, like, things are good. I'm going to stay over at my apartment tonight. Can you just keep Isaac? And she was like, yeah, you know, like, that's fine, whatever. I'm glad. But I really went to his parents' house to, like, sleep, right? And I remember waking up, and I was, like, my body was so sore. Because this had happened, like, maybe at 11 o'clock at night. So when I had woke up the next night, I was just, like, my body was so sore. I was hurting like, Did you have even bruises to walk, or anything still, like that? Yeah, and I remember, I don't, even though I never showed this to the police, um, I took pictures, like, I took pictures of my stomach because I did have bruises. I took pictures, like, um, where he, I don't know if I had got a carpet burn where he dragged me or something, but I had, like, like 
carpet burns on my thighs. So I took pictures of like all of that, you know, not that I was going to use it, but I, but I just thought if anything ever happens, I have proof. That's that terrible. I'm, I'm, I, I didn't make this up. That's kind of, you know, maybe a note to anybody that's out there listening, you know, it starts off with something so simple. And then mm-hmm. if you are at a point where you're thinking, you know, just in case anything happens, you know, again, it might be time for you to really reevaluate and really try to reach out to somebody, even if it's maybe a stranger and, you know, find a way out because it's not healthy for you. You really are putting yourself at risk, you know, your life, your health, your well-being. It's, you know, it's not okay if you're finding it difficult for you to, you know, within yourself, get out of it and, you know, really process it, you know, reach out to somebody, whoever it is, call a, a random number. I don't know. There's not, there's people out there that there's like, resources. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you're at a point where you're like, just in case something happens, you know, I have this as proof, then really it should be a time for you to kind of reevaluate what it is that you're going through. Yeah. And I know that that could be difficult because I know at that time I wasn't ready to talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, I wasn't ready for anybody to know, you you know, I had to tell his parents because I had nobody else, but if it was up to me, if I feel like if it hadn't have been so bad, uh, I wouldn't have gone to anybody, you know? So it's, I, I definitely understand that it can be difficult, you know, when you're walking in this, you know, this time to kind of reach out to people but I would tell you like just do it like yeah. you have to just do it don't think about it don't get in your head about it don't think twice don't think oh I don't want them to see this person this way you know like that stop is- protecting their life and their image yeah and and start protecting yours yeah right because there's a there's so many things that I've heard about abusive relationships and they end up accidentally killing yeah it's not intentional I mean they don't start hitting you thinking oh I'm gonna kill you but it just gets to that point because they're they're in a a rage and I don't think that they see I mean I'm not defending him but I I, there has to be some explanation on like why they just keep going and don't stop you know there there has to be but it seems like that's not the situation like when I was in law school I thought I wanted to do family law and um I were I was volunteering at a women's shelter and we would help them do, like, paperwork for, like, divorce and, like, police reports and stuff like that. And um, one of the attorneys that was kind of, like, training me and mentoring me was so numb that I was just shocked. Because we had interviewed a few ladies. And one of them was like, well, you know, my husband just bought a gun. And um, I'm kind of scared. But, you know, like, I FaceTimed him yesterday. And um, he seems like he's okay now. And all these things or whatever. And, the like, she was telling us, like, her intake stuff. And then um, it's just, like, bad things. Like, she had no money. She was super reliant on him. He had bought a new weapon. They had gone into a bad fight. She was, like, bruised up. But she was, like, oh, like, it's been a few days. Like, I'm ready to go back home. And so we did her intake. And then um, I looked over at the attorney when the lady left. And I was, like, that is really bad. Um, She probably shouldn't go back. Like, we should probably try to convince her. And she was so numb to it because she dealt with it so much. And she was like, you can't convince them. She's like, she's probably going to end up dead. Wow. And at that point, my heart sunk because I was like, I hope to never be this numb to bad situations. Mm-hmm. And I can't do this. I can't do this and walk in one day to work and be like, oh, well, 
probably put this on the side because she'll probably be dead in a month. Like yeah, I could, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't muster. I just never went back. I was like, I can't do that. I think, but um, I understand that you get in they as a victim, you get into your head, you protect them, you find ways to say they didn't mean it. They don't want to do that. That's not what they mm-hmm. wanted to do. Like they love me. They love our kids. They love our life. Mm-hmm. I'm reliant on them. I mm-hmm. need them. I think, mm-hmm. and I guess in comparison with what you went through, because I kind of went through a relationship kind of like that but in with what happened with mine it wasn't you know that I was trying to protect him it was more of you know I was trying to protect myself because I'd fight back so to me it was like if he's gonna beat my ass I'm gonna beat his ass back so Mm -hmm. it was it got bad to a point where I finally realized you know I'm trying to you know hide all of this so nobody knows but not because I'm afraid for him but I was afraid of what people were going to say about me like oh Hilda of all people was allowing herself to be in a relationship like that so Mm -hmm. I never said anything I don't think really anybody really knows about it but I did go through a situation like that where it's like no like I didn't want to allow myself to believe that I was not strong enough to get through it that I was not strong enough to you know go through an ass beating by a guy so I was like no if he's gonna beat my ass I'm gonna beat his ass harder so then again that just goes on to but did you I did. <laughs> I can tell you like props it, to you because <laughs> like the things that I did to this man like I still think about it and I'm like fuck like I left his ass in the middle of have you you know the Hardy toll, um, toll road? One time yes. I pulled over and I made his ass get off no shoes no nothing. I said I'm not putting up with this shit. Like I did things like that. Like, you know, don't fuck with me. But he'd keep fucking with me so I fucked with him. So again, but this is you've just been a- like my bestie for all these years <laughs> and you've never told me this. No, it, and it only gets worse. But um, so I guess in comparison with you, where it's like you felt kind of like you were protecting him and trying to make sure nothing bad happened to him and still so unaware of like how to deal with it yourself. Maybe mm-hmm. because of your age, I was a little bit older um, and I had my oldest daughter at this point, too. So, you know, when all of the things like that were happening, my daughter wasn't with me. It was, you know, times when, you know, my daughter was with her dad. But Mm -hmm. I finally got to a point where I realized, you know, it's going to end up happening when my daughter is home and I don't want her to see this. I grew up in a household where I saw it. So maybe that's why I did fight back. Um, So, you know, I wanted to be sure that I gave my daughter a view or an example of how it should be and not how it shouldn't be. I don't want her to think Mm -hmm. I'm strong and I have to be strong through all of this. It's no, if, if I don't want it and if I don't think it's okay, then I, you know, that's it. I cut the cord literally one day to the next. I said, okay, that's it. But again, mm-hmm. it's because of the way that I am. I didn't want people to see that, you know, I'm strong and I'm being not strong right now. So I was just really being stupid. <laughs> but that was my way of like getting through it. So in comparison with you, where you were kind of trying to protect him, I was trying to protect my own image of, you know, I didn't want people to look at me and think, oh, poor little Hilda. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I feel like a lot of people don't know how much of an impact your upbringing has on you Mm -hmm. because you put up with a lot. You know, I've always known like my, that my stepdad was like unfaithful to my mom a couple of times. And so you growing up to that, it's, it becomes a normal thing instead of, because, because I saw my mom's reaction, very forgiving, very, um, which that's fine. You know, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't judge people that forgive their spouses, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I walked through, like when I tell you, I went through every season I tried to walk through in that season. And I probably, if things would have ended up okay, like if you would have stayed, you know, consistent, I probably would have still been married because I was willing to forgive 
yeah. and move past it, you know? Um, but when you, when you take it so much and you think it's normal, then that's like, okay, well, like it doesn't become out of the norm for you. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but your upbringing has so much to do with it. You mm-hmm. know, like things that you think wouldn't even like I thought me without a dad, like that's not a big deal. But now I'm still realizing, you know, that, you know, I have to, you know, like find that love mm-hmm. in, in other in other places and not in other people. You not know? only and you so, not having, I guess, your dad, but also having your stepdad, who you said clearly showed preference mm-hmm. over his own kid. That messes you up, too. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I've yeah, it it it, it was a lot, you know, and so. You know, now we fast forward, I'm at his parents' house, right? And um, and I still remember waking up and I kind of woke up and was thinking about him. You know, I'm like, he hasn't called me, he hasn't texted me, like I'm blowing up his phone. I want to know where he's at, what he's doing, yada, yada, yada. And, um, and just to let him know I was there too, you know, like to let him know like, hey, I'm over here, like just kind of like you know kind of like a dog like looking for like you know affection very submissive and so um yeah he he didn't even bother to reach me and when he did I at that point after he didn't call me or anything then my like that kind of feeling turned into like anger I was upset and so I was like thinking of ways how can I get back at him you know and how can I do something that will like affect him right and so the only thing that came to my mind you know because I'm not the type to like you cheat on me I cheat on you I'm not like that um you just wanted his attention yeah so I was like how can I how can I get it you know and so the thing that came to my mind was what if I like cut off the lights you know and he has to pay like you know when you cut off your lights then it goes to like the apartment's lights and those like are can ring up high and so I'm like okay I'll cut that off you know and I made the mistake of telling his brother, like, oh, he's not, you know, like calling me not. And, and they, he clearly spoke to them, you know, so I'm like, oh, so he's ignoring me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to cut off his lights. He's not going to be there, you know, without me and da, da, da. And so I tell his brother and then I get a phone call from, you know, my ex. And he's like, oh, you're going to turn off the lights, all right? Like, and then that's when I knew okay, I had nobody on my side. Yeah. Like, there's nobody, like, here for me, you know? And so he's like, you're turning off the lights. This would be the last phone call that you make. I'm turning off the cell phone. And I felt hopeless. Like, I felt, I remember I was like, now how am I going to hold get a hold of my mom, even if I want to? Like, how am I going to call my, like, anybody? Like, I felt like, like, that was, like, it for me. And I just remember because I was in a room right by myself and I just remember like crying like I, it was just so much to bear and you know that's when I had I just remember like crying out and I was like you know I can't do this anymore like I want to die I, I can't live through this I can't live without him you know and, and I called out I was like God like if you can take this pain away from me like I need you to take it away because I just couldn't you. do it. Like, uh, I promise you, like, I cannot get through this, like, unless you take this pain away. 
And, you know, I, that, in that moment, I'm just crying out and crying out. And I just didn't have anybody to turn to. So I remember just crying out and crying out. And, um, you know, I didn't know at the time, but I was making, you know, like, kind of like inviting Jesus, like, kind of come into my heart and, you know, fill me with like his love and, you know, like the strength to get through it because there was like, no, I, I was just too weak. Like there's no yeah. way that I could have done it. And so I remember like a burden just kind of being lifted off of me. And, you know, I, it wasn't like a change from the next day to the other, but it just, I felt different. I felt like, okay, like there's a shift, there's something that's going to yeah. happen. And so, um, you is know, that I did what get somebody would call like a lot. Is that what, what somebody would call like your coming to Jesus moment? Like you just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like for me. Um, yeah. Like I just, I, I, I couldn't anymore. You know, I needed somebody, something, you know, like, you know, God to help me through this because there was no way, like there, there's just, it wasn't going to happen with just like me. And so. So at um, that moment where you like finally like done, done, like, did you move on and say, I'm done? I'm so no, oh. no. I, a B. Yeah, it, I I feel like. Listen, feel I'm gonna like, need like a drink or something for this roller coaster. I was not prepared. <laughs> yeah, you would think like, oh, I and I moved on, and no, like it it gets worse, you know, because, you know, I get tugged into church, right, and I become really close to the pastor's wife, and you know, she right off the bat told me like I told her my whole story. She knew everything. She's like, look, like, you have every right to divorce him. You mm -hmm. know, I, I feel like it's evident like there's two things that are like because she was Christian right there's two things that is okay to divorce somebody and that's you know really in the bible like that is they cheat on you they're unfaithful like that's your way out and the second she's like it's not in the bible but it's common sense like if he's abusive like yeah. you can't be in an unhealthy relationship mm -hmm. and she's like but you also can fight for your marriage and if you want to fight for your marriage I will help you fight for your marriage but she never put it on, like, she never made me feel like I had to choose one or the other. She, like, wanted to give me, like, lay out the options. And then she was like, and ask God for guidance and ask, you know, like, pray about it and see what, what you feel is right. At this point, is he going to church or anything like that with you or you're just doing this on your own? I'm doing this on so my own. So you're still kind of fighting for it by yourself? Yeah. So, so she gives me this option, right? Mm -hmm. And I pray about it. And I really felt like God told me, you know, fight for your marriage. And I don't regret um, that season at all because I learned a lot in that season. You know, I learned. You went you know, through things that a lot of people who like have been married for years don't go through. Yeah. yeah exactly. So it almost sets you up for success if and when you do get married again mm -hmm. to know exactly. like. This is this this is how dedicated you have to be in a marriage, and yeah. I'm willing to do all of that. And you have to receive it and in it, return. It can't just be you. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I was gonna say. Is I fought for that marriage like I was probably 21, and um, I fought. No, I was 20 at this time. Um, so I had young. fought for that marriage. I know I had fought for that marriage for you know by myself for a while, and you know things start happening. You know the girl doesn't want to be with him anymore. Um, he loses his job, loses his car because he ended up getting a car. He loses like everything. And he comes back and he's like, you know, this is um, like, he's like, I, I, I see how serious you are in church. I see how you've changed, you know, because I did change. Um, I wasn't, 
you know, I, like I had God's love in me. And so I didn't, I, that alone just gives you, you know, self-love that gives you confidence that gives you, you know, just like hope. So you found like your village essentially. Yeah. 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 And so he was like, if this, what it takes, you know, to get, to restore our marriage, like I'll go to church, I'll do, you know, whatever. And so me, I had thought like, oh, I won like this battle. I won this battle. We're going to like go together. We're going to help other people that are going through this and tell them like, look what God did to us, you know, Mm -hmm. like God is faithful. And so I remember, um, yeah, things were good. Things were really good. And then, um, and then things just started going bad. Like they were good for maybe like six, seven months. And then he started going out more and he would kind of, um, use like a church, excuse like oh I'm gonna go talk to men and tell them like the good things that you know we've done like a men's group right so I was like okay you know and and in my mind I I wasn't okay with it in my mind um I feel like my thoughts were just like telling me this isn't like my intuition my intuition was like this isn't you know like right but I was so I was so like in in tune with like God that I didn't allow those thoughts to like overcome me. Mm -hmm. I just pushed them out. And I was like, you know, God, you brought him to me, you know, like I prayed it, but you did that. And so if you brought him to me, like, you're going to keep him here, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to keep him faithful. You're going to keep him all this stuff. Right. And so, um, he would go out and then, um, he wouldn't come out, come to like super late at night. And that's when I just knew something wasn't right. Four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. damn they're really talking about jesus deep then (laughs) and he would always say it's just guys it's just guys whatever and um you should have been like share the prayer boy i knew yeah like you you know as a woman you know and so um all this is happening and then i find out i'm pregnant with my second and it was not planned we were not planning for that um even when i found out i was so upset I was like, this could not be at a worse time. Like, I already feel like we aren't good. And so when I told him, you know, I was like, I have to keep a happy face because I don't want him to know I'm upset about it, you know? Yeah. And his reaction was like, he was upset too. And I was like, and, and that, that did damage too, because it's like, you know, I was already upset and it's like, then you're upset. Like what the heck, you know, so what, what are we going to do? And so, um, yeah, I end up, and then that's when it all happened. Like, that's when like, it all went down. So I, um, well, I didn't tell you. So he was abusive again the third time and I didn't know I was pregnant, but I was like maybe a little bit far along Mm because this had happened in like October. No, this was, this happened like November and I got pregnant in October, but I didn't find out till December. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was pregnant. Like, thank God nothing happened to my baby, you know, because he wanted to go out. Um, and I wouldn't let him like at that point, I was like, don't, you know, we had gotten into a fight. I was like, don't leave. If you leave, you're not going to come back. And um, I wouldn't get out of his car. And so he would just kept punching me on the side of my ribs. And he was like, get out of my car, get out of my car. Like I'm leaving. And I had Isaac had fell asleep because we were coming from somewhere super close. So Isaac, I had Isaac like here on my chest and he was just like punching me, like kind of hitting my head, like not really hard, but still like hitting my head against the window, like get out of my car, get out of my car. To the point where, like, I couldn't take, like, the punches anymore. And I was just, like, crying. And I just remember telling him, like, um, you know, like, just, fine, I'll leave. And so I leave. And he goes, right? While you're holding your son, he's punching while you? I'm, yeah. While, while I'm, yeah. And so that's, you would, you still would think, like, that's, that, like, what more do you need? Yeah. You know, like, what? 
so yeah so then we fast forward I get pregnant and then I'm like dang you know like what the heck he's not for it I'm not for it but we're bringing another baby into this and so a month later I remember it was like January the beginning like it was January maybe not even February and um I I look something told me look through your phone and I it was locked I don't know how I got in there like I'm a detective FBI hire me because I got in (laughs) (laughs) and um and he had like changed this number that he would call all the time like it was like this guy's name and something told me call the number like call the number so I called it and a girl picked up and I was like I I just started talking to her and I was like hey this is you know Dada's wife um like who are you like what do you like why are you always you know calling my husband da 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 and she was like, oh, I didn't know he was married. Um, we're in a relationship. <gasps> All this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, wait, like, I go like, y'all are like, I needed, like, I was specific with her. I said, like, you guys have, like, been intimate together or like, y'all are like seeing each other, you know, like, I need you to be. And she laughed and she was like, we've been intimate. Like, what do you mean? You know, and my heart just dropped in you know, again, um, at this point, I'm probably like three months pregnant. And he had, he had, I think he went to go check the mail because he, I remember he came back and, um, yeah, I spoke to her. She was like, I didn't know he was married. He told me that he was getting divorced and I didn't know you guys are still together. I go, well, yeah, well, I'm pregnant. Like what, like how much more together, how much yeah. more together do you need me to be? You know? And so, um, yeah, he came home he, when he finally had walked inside the house. I was like, you're cheating on me again. Like, how could you do this? I'm pregnant. Like, how, like, at that point, I, even though I had, you know, like Christ in my life, I, again, started to feel like I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, just all this stuff that people deal with and gives them, like, bad self-esteem. Yeah, and self-doubt. It, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, all of that had just came. And so... I remember him saying, I always told you I didn't want to be with you. I never wanted this marriage. I've told you from the beginning, you forced me into this. Like, I'm actually done this time. I'm packing up my stuff. I'm going to move in with her. Like, that's it. And I remember, like, that's when I was like, like, I just, I saw him pack up his stuff and he left. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, I I was like, what what now? Like, I, I felt numb to the point where I was like, I had no feeling, like, I still loved him, mm-hmm. but I had no feeling of, like, Trying hurt. to hold him back. Yeah, like, I was just, like, I just watched him leave, and I was, like, that's it, you know, that's done deal, you know. So after that, because um, um, you're still pregnant I, at this point, so I'm do still you, pregnant, yeah, you, so I'm still pregnant. Do you go through that pregnancy, after, like, by yourself, basically? Yeah, yeah, so I went through the pregnancy by myself, I um, had the baby by myself, <gasps> Um, yeah, it it was, it was difficult. And even, even all throughout the pregnancy, I was still kind of hoping that he would come back, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't want to raise two kids alone. One, raising one kid alone is like hard. Imagine two. And so, you know, I would like, he would call me often and he'd be like, I don't want to be here, but I can't leave her. And, and I would be like, I just don't understand. And, and the thing that for him was like, she has 
three kids. I can't. And I was like, um, bitch, I have your own two kids. <laughs> I know. I was like, these are actually yours. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And it just was like, I didn't understand it. And so I still tried to like, you know, I tried to get him there for the baby shower or I tried to get him there for, you know, big things like for the birth and he didn't show up. And so I was like, this is it, you know, like, like what more proof do I need that he's like over this? And so, um, you know, eventually the girl that he was with, like took his phone away. He got off of social media, like just, I feel like the way he was with me, like she was with him. And yeah, it, it and and I just remember. Um, so I I didn't divorce him right away. Like I waited until even though my friends were like, "What are you waiting for? Like get divorced." Da, da, da. I still had to feel like like God gave me that. Um, like Jesus had told me, "Okay, now it's time," mm-hmm. and I hadn't felt that yet. And so I was still praying through all this, and I was like, "Okay, how how do I, you know, like how like when do I do this? How do I do this? You know." How do you even get a divorce? You know, like that alone can push you to like, just not even want to deal yeah, with it. You know, like I'll just stay married. <laughs> and so, um, finally I had got that confirmation from, from God. Like it's time now, like it's time. It's been a year, like a year of separation. Yeah. Um, a year that was very vital to like me. I, I don't say like fully healed because you don't fully heal from that so quick. And even now I've been, um, I've been divorced from him for since 2015. So what, like five years? Yeah. But still, or maybe it was 2016. I don't remember, but four or five years, it's still a process. And it's a process you walk through every day. And I still like to this day, see how it affects my relationship now. Um, You know, in the sense of like having to like kind of, I guess the fear of being abandoned the fear of, you know, um, being cheated on, the fear of, like, a failed marriage again. And so, yeah, it was just, I I walked away from that, I divorced him, and then shortly after, and I wasn't looking, I, in my mind, I'm like, this is me and my two kids for the rest of my life. Like, I I didn't divorce him with the intent of meeting somebody um, else, meeting someone else and starting a new family. That was never in my, you know, in my, in my mind. And so, um, my husband Lewis comes along and he knows nothing about me. He He's friends with my friend. And so he had heard a story or heard about this girl that went through all of this, which was me, you know, um, the abuse, the divorce. And so he always thought, and he told me like after, he's like, yeah, I knew about you, but I didn't know that that was you when I met you because you know, and a lot of people, nobody knew that I was going through that. I had covered up for, you know, my ex so much that nobody knew I was going through physical abuse. Nobody knew that I was going through emotional abuse. Nobody knew how bad it was. And so I sent out that video and I got so much response from it, from people like AB, like, you know, like, that's crazy. That's insane. I never knew that. And so, um, yeah, we met and he was like, oh, you have one kid. I was like, yeah, I have one kid. You know, I was like, I'd like nervous. Like, how do you tell this guy? Like, you know, like you have two kids. I remember he was like, it's I, hard. I and that's, and that's another um, topic about, too. Like when you're starting to date and you have a kid, like, you know, yes. cause you also have to decide, okay, if I like this person, but are they going to go well, like with my kids, are they going to like my kid? Exactly. And is my kid going to like that? Exactly. So it's hard. So it's, 
it, it's, it is hard. And so he just knew about Isaac for a while. And then um, he had added me on Snapchat and he obviously saw, cause I, I'm very, I post my kids all the time. I, I'm not like a mom that, you know, always posting about me, like, no, yeah. this is my life. And I post my life. And so um, I remember I like posted and he's like, oh, you have two. And I was like, oh yeah, this is surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when he, and then I don't know what triggered him to ask me. I think he put like two and two together because the moment that he, um, he had asked me and he was like, Hey, so are you, are you married? And, um, and, and at this time, so divorce is not like, it's not like you you want a divorce, you go to court, you go that day, like they make forever. you wait like three months. Yes. I know. And then you have to go in for court. And so I remember that Friday I was getting divorced and he had asked me like on a Tuesday uh-huh. and I was like, like, what do I say? Like, I'm not going to lie. And be like, no, I'm not married. You know, I was like, look, and that's when I, I opened up and I kind of told him my story. I was like, I am technically married on Friday. It's final that I won't be. Um, so, and I just told him. I have him. a question. Whenever <laughs> I guess he started like talking to you, did you at all have like a feeling that maybe it would lead to something else? Or were you just kind of like, okay, it's a friendship? Like from your yeah, end, I, how did you feel? Yeah, for me, it was a, it was a friendship because yeah. um, I had heard really good things about him through my friend. And he was, he talked so highly about Lewis and he was like, man, this guy knows a lot. Like he's very intelligent. He's smart. He's done X, Y, and Z. And me, it was more like, like I need people in my life like that. I need people mm-hmm. that are going to encourage me. I need people that um, are Bring positive things. Yeah. Yeah. And so my, my thing was like more of um, a friendship because at the point, at that point, like I wasn't ready for a relationship, you know? So I wasn't like, Oh, this could turn into something like, no, it was like getting to know somebody and then start a friendship. And so I was like, I am like married, but Friday I won't be. And he was like, Oh, okay. I think I, I think, you know, my friend John has told me about you and I'm like, Oh, okay. And he's like, but I want to hear from you. Like, what's your story? And I'm just kind of like that's where it just kind of took off and um it was a friendship you know and it's hard not to get in your feelings when you start talking about like um the past the past and and, and things like that but you know with Lewis it was like sharing that part of me with him was like very it, it like it, in a way brought us like close closer mm-hmm. right and so i remember um i knew I just, I felt like because of everything I had gone through, I wasn't deserving, or I felt like I wasn't deserving. I felt like I would never be enough. I felt like I would never have a good husband because I was divorced and because I had two kids, you know? And so um, I remember with him, I was like, I, I didn't believe that he could like me because there was no way he was just too good. He was like, it just doesn't add up, you know, like I was going to get stuck with somebody maybe later when my kids grew up, yeah. that was good, but not now because mm-hmm. my kids are, Isaac was like four and Natalie was one. There yeah. was no way, you know, and it goes back to again, I, how so. can you be sure that the person that you're talking to meeting kind of dating will be a good mix with your kids. And then so exactly. again, it's just a whole there's lot. Just, <laughs> yeah. There's so much that goes in, goes into play with that. And so um, I remember when he, like in October, I started to um, gain feelings for him. And I told, I remember like praying about it and I was like, God, like, 
if this isn't the man for me, I need you to remove him from my life because I'm starting to get feelings for him and I don't I don't need that right now. Like I mm-hmm. just need to worry about me and my kids. But if he's the man you have for me, then show me. You know, then then you know, display it to me so I see like I want it clear as day. And um I remember like crying because I just I was I didn't want to go through that hurt again. And so it's just like a lot of emotions. And um that literally like 30 minutes after, and I'm not telling you guys that Jesus works this way. <laughs> Sometimes you can pray and nothing happens. But this moment, he writes me like a huge paragraph and he's just telling me how he likes me and how he like is aware of my situation and that he is wanting to try and, you know, date me or like start to talk to date um, and all this stuff. And I remember looking at him and I was like, no freaking way. Like, no well, next like time I, I need prayers, I'm going to AB. Me too. <laughs> I have, have like a, the chills over have a here. Line. <laughs> I know <laughs> you get instant results. <laughs> God, God is, I'm telling you, God has been good to me because I remember I would pray. Like, I would. My thing was I didn't, I didn't want um, because of what I went through with my stepdad. I didn't want a man, the man that I chose to treat my kids different. Mm-hmm. I didn't want his parents to treat them different. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be judged or anything. And um, so I like when I tell you I would cry and pray every night, like every night through that whole after um, Natalie was born a whole year, I would pray about that stuff. And God knew that that was heavy on my heart. and That was important. And I feel like he like gave me my heart's desires because like when I tell you I couldn't have asked for a better family to be into like I'm closer to my husband's family than I am with my own family Mm -hmm. like this is how like God just really literally changed everything for me and it's because I gave him what was what I thought was like mine like I, I gave it up to him I surrendered it to him and he blessed me with like something I could have never even imagined. I do have to say, because you mentioned your ex's family was also Christian, and I'll do the air quotes, Christian. I feel like you're kind of, in a sense, proving how there's, like, the Christian people who claim to be Christian but really aren't Christian because, you know, they're covering up all the bad things, and, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of having their son be a better person, they're allowing it. And then now it's like, okay, well, you have the Christians that are good Christians who don't judge you, love you for who you are, you know, accept you for what it is that you are bringing along. So... I just wanted to say that that there's those good Christians and those bad Christians. And I think your situation kind of displays that very much. Yeah, I feel like um, in Christianity in general, there are um, just like everywhere, there's judgmental Christians and there's not mm-hmm. judgmental Christians. And, Even not Christians, you know, and everybody yeah. is judgmental or not judgmental. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, like we're not perfect, right? So we do make mistakes. And I feel like um, like his parents, they did the best that they could. But at the same time, you're dealing with the 25 year old, like, you know, like, what are you, what are you going to like, that's like my mom trying to tell me something. I'd be like, what's good? Like go somewhere, yeah. you know, like <laughs> she has no control over me. And so I feel like for them, they wanted their son to be better. Yeah. But unfortunately he didn't want to be better. Like he didn't want to make that change. And, mm-hmm. and it showed throughout, you know, the years, um, so I, I do feel, I feel sorry for them, for, for his parents, because they, they still to this day are very involved in my kid's life. And I let them be um, because they've always, they, 
in a way they were there for me more than my parents were, you yeah. know, and even still to this day. And they like the way they love on the kids is like, and, and I let them know like, Hey, y'all can hang out with them, but I don't want any talk about nothing until they get older and I'm able to talk about it. And they respect that. And so it's like, it, we're like on a trusting as long as you don't, you know, like, as long as you don't, you know, like, do, you know, do my, like, as long as you don't break my trust, then you can still be involved in, in the kids' lives. But I feel like when you're a parent, like, how do you maneuver that? You know, like, there is, like, you want to, like, they obviously knew what he was doing was not right. Yeah. But they, they were trying to, like, like, how do you make your, like, 25, 26-year-old child understand that he's, like, totally in the wrong, yeah. you know? And so they always knew that, like, like they and they all and they accept Lewis too. Like we all have a good relationship mm-hmm. because we understand that the bad apple in the bunch was their son. Yeah, you know. Now I also have to ask: Is he at all involved in like the kid's life? So no, um, because uh, and that's what I'm, I'm telling you. Like when you hear like when I, I know I missed like and I left out a lot of things, but um, one thing that. Like it was, I, I, it was like a moment where I was like, this is all God. Like, there's no way that I did this because it was never my intent to share that he was physically abusive with me. It was yeah. never with anybody. And I remember he had got me so angry that I was like, I'm going to file for child support. I didn't know that filing for child support will like lead to like court matters. And that's what I was trying to avoid. And so I just, not that I didn't know, I just didn't put like, I just yeah. wasn't being smart, you know? And so when I had, I remember the lady asked me on the phone, she was like, okay, so we can put you guys in a room together and, and he won't do anything, right? And I was like, well, there'll be a judge there. Or there'll be somebody there with me, right? And she she was like, yeah. I go, okay, yeah, then no, he won't do anything. And she's like, wait, like, and, and you think you're like talking normal, right? Mm-hmm. But people that pick up on this stuff yeah. and that know Mm-hmm. they're like she was like no 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 what do you mean you don't think that he would do anything and then that's when she was like has he been physically abusive mm-hmm. and then I was like J- I like literally stood there in silence I like think also at this minutes. point you know your priority is not protecting him so you're okay with just you know it, it just comes out yeah but it was it was still at that time difficult to talk about yeah it's so, never easy. <laughs> yeah. And then with the stranger and I was like, um, and, and she was like, it's okay. Like you can tell me and you're kind of just like, come, like, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to, it's a lot of courage it takes to like come out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but he hasn't. And still I was kind of like, it was more like, so it wouldn't be so embarrassing on me. I was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, but uh, it hasn't been in a while, you know? And she's like, well, when, when was the last time? And I was like, oh, like in November, you know? So it's, it's been some time because at that time it was probably like six months. She's like, okay, but when did you guys break up? And I was like, well, in, in January. She's like, so it stopped because your relationship stopped. Yeah. And that's when it like hit me. And I was like, it was like I could finally hear myself it talking yeah. and, and not making sense. Yeah. And and I was like, and I was like, well, like she caught me, like mm-hmm. she caught my tongue. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> and she was like, okay, we're going to have this, um, this, um, like, I guess a media mediator mm-hmm. in it. And you guys won't have any contact when y'all go to court. 
And so we went to court. He brings the chick that he's talking to or that he's with to court. Well, remember I'm what like, you said, that she's starting to do what he did to you. She's doing attempts. So she probably didn't want to let him go by himself. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that, too, because I was like, man, I just want to get him alone and talk to him because she doesn't let him like do, like move a muscle without him. Mm-hmm. And so um, she was there and literally we got there at eight o'clock. We were the last case. I was so hungry. I was pregnant. when. So this is like out of timeline, but I was pregnant, like super pregnant. And, um, I remember they, we were the last case they called us and, um, they were asking me like questions, like, was he abusive to you? Were you pregnant? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, because I was technically, mm-hmm. but I didn't know I was pregnant, but still I was pregnant. Um, and that just triggered him. He's like, I never hit you when you're pregnant. And he like, because it, we were like across the room. Yeah. So one person would go to me and then they would go to him. And, um, when they saw how he was acting and how he just like from one went from like zero to a hundred easily, like that, that was enough for them to see, okay, we're going to do this. And and then they saw, obviously, because I was honest, they were like, why, why are y'all split up? Like, why are you needing to follow up your child support? And I'm like, well, he was, you know, um, unfaithful. And they're like, oh, okay. And they saw the girl he was with. So they just put two and two together. So he just wasn't smart really yeah. with how I, I feel like, because, from what I hear, you have to have proof at the court that he has, like, you have to have, like, you had to have filed for something, like, saying he was physically, physically abusive. Yeah. There has to be reports mm-hmm. in order to get that in your favor. I had nothing. I had nothing. But one thing I did have was God's favor on my, you know, on my side. And so, um, yeah, I, I they that day they were like, okay, you're going to have supervised visit, visits. He has to pay for it. And he has to pay every time he comes. And he was not, like, okay with that. He was like, I shouldn't have to pay. They should come with me every weekend. And because it wasn't, like, what he wanted, mm-hmm. he just didn't want to see them. Unless it was wow. on his terms. Yeah, so to this day, I haven't, like, heard from him. And he, he, he at the beginning, he would reach out and be like, let me, let me see them. But at that time, um, even though I was single, I wasn't with Lewis at the time. Mm-hmm. But I had already detached from him to where I could be strong and be like, no. Yeah. You know, before I would be like, okay, yeah, uh, so we can hang out, you know, anything, anything yeah. to see him. But now I was stronger and I could be like, no, you're going to go through how the court said it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he was used to that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't used to like having no power over me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he doesn't see the kids. He still doesn't see the kids. You know, Lewis, he, me and I, me and him like it that, better that way. Because oh, yeah. It's just us parenting. Mm-hmm the kids you know and um when when they become old enough like we can tell them like what really happened as far as they know they just know that I I explained it to them in this way of like you when you love somebody you get married Mm -hmm. and your dad didn't love me anymore so we're not married and I and I told him that from the beginning you know because obviously his dad wasn't around anymore after he had been around for three years yeah of his life you know and so I told him, I always told him when God sends me a husband, then he'll be your new daddy. So I would always say that. Well, not always. I said it to him once, you know, just so he can not ask me any questions, you Get know. Get an idea of it, kind and of then, start processing on yeah, his own. And so I remember when Lewis came along and I felt like, um, and the thing, the thing that's crazy is Lewis, from the moment he asked me to be his girlfriend, he asked me with the intent of marrying me. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. He knew kids were involved. He knew this was serious. He knew, 
you know, like this was not just any regular relationship. And I was the other way. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like this might not work. I'm okay if it doesn't work, you know, like because I was just so afraid of marriage. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but um, you're protecting yourself. You're kind of letting yourself be ready for disappointment. So if disappointment does come, you won't be so hurt. Yeah. And so, but from the get, his parents, like he had spoke to his parents about, like he was serious. (laughs) Like he and his dad was like, if you're getting involved with this girl, you need to make sure you're getting involved and it's going to lead to marriage because you're not going to go into those kids' lives and walk right out. Yep. He's like, I didn't raise you to be like that. So you need to make sure that when you ask her out, that you're like mm-hmm. you're sure about this chick yeah and so um so I, I do feel bad because I was I was the one that was like oh I don't know you know like you, you know but I should be the one that you know you'd think the other way around and some because he's younger than me uh-huh. um by two years and so just the maturity like he when I met Lewis, he knew what he wanted he wanted a family he wanted marriage he wanted it young like he he wanted to be a young dad like he would mm-hmm. tell me all this stuff and this is stuff that I found out um you know with having a friendship with him so when he did ask me out you know it felt like okay like maybe this is like my hap- my happily ever after mm-hmm. but I didn't know you know I was kind of just trusting in God that he would bring me the right person and I'm you know I got blessed that it was Lewis that it yeah. wasn't like I had to go through a process of like men to find the right one you know and right and off the back, to he put your took kids. In my kids, his parents right off the back. And and one thing I did do, because I was still afraid of judgment, is like, as soon as he asked me out, I was like, can I have your mom's number? Like, I need to speak to your mom. I need to let her know my story. Because anybody, like, if, if it hadn't have happened to me, if my kids would have came, if my son would have came home, been like, I met a girl, she has two kids, I like her. I'd be like, are you crazy? She probably mm-hmm. sleeps around. She's probably out doing stuff. And that was not my case. You know, like I didn't ask for that stuff to happen to me, but it made me to who I, I was today. And so I needed to kind of, in a way that was kind of like me talking to her, telling her like, like, I'm not who you think I am or how you probably view me as, but this is why I, I have two kids. This is why I was married. You know, I didn't like, didn't know I was young and you know like now I've grown and I care about your 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 son or else I wouldn't be here with you today and so she really respected that Mm -hmm. and from that moment on I think because it was like woman to woman you know like a talk woman to woman because nobody was there my kids weren't there he wasn't there um I think that's what won her won her over because she always told me like he would bring girls home and he's and she's like and I I off the bat nope nope you know (laughs) but He's, she's like you. I could tell the grace of God was over you. I could tell, you know, that that you have something big for your life. And, you know, till this day, she loves me. She loves my kids. Now I have me and Lewis have a kid. You would not be able to tell the difference of, you know, like that they have different grandmas. Yeah. Like th- his family loves my kids, like adore my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, I... Like God blessed me tremendously. Well, you went and through a lot too. I mean, you yeah. you really deserve to have your happily ever after. The best, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times we we feel like we don't deserve it, mm-hmm. right? Because of everything we've gone through. Like like I'm so I'm so washed up, I'm so damaged. Yeah. Like who's gonna take me? Mm-hmm. You know, but there is somebody out there for you. You just have to 
be wise you know that's hard like to, like be able to discern what's good for your life yep. and what's not and you know maybe you'll get lucky and it'll be the first guy I got lucky you know there's people that are that have gone through similar stuff and their mothers and they're still single and sometimes I'm like like but why why was I the one you know like yeah. it, it's just like when they're you know like they're good like why are they they not you know but me and my situation gave them hope like oh there are good men out there yeah. you know like there are men out there that will take care of a kid that's not theirs there a men out there that would treat you good treat mm-hmm. you right you know i'm not i mean me and Louis fight but it's nothing compared to yeah they're just that. arguments and, and, discussions and it's also it's also the process of walking through what a healthy relationship feels like because it kind of it feels like it doesn't feel normal so it's like having to readjust your, like, it's just, it's so much and it's a process. And I'm grateful that Lewis is patient with me because, you know, I do feel like I could have waited a little bit, you know, like healed a lot more before yeah. jumping into my relationship with him. Um, but he is still patient with me and like, and we're walking through this together and it's yeah. not a one-sided thing. Um, it's a partnership and that's what a marriage is supposed to be like both coming together now I do want to add on to it too just again from like personal experience you know I kind of felt the same thing whenever I you know left the relationship I was in with my oldest daughter and then the ugly relationship I was in shortly after that and then when I met you know Josh now which technically Mm -hmm. I picked Josh like I was the one that was like hey you know I I want to get to know you yeah you know it was also how to know if this person is going to be good for me and my daughter and make sure that there's not going to be, you know, any complications, you know, with the family and things like that. Cause when you do bring in, you're in a relationship and you have a child from a previous relationship, mm-hmm. especially like in Hispanic families, you get like the side eye, like, you know, what's the story behind all of this, mm-hmm. but it is nice to know. Um, and again, just to encourage women who might be in the same situation, you don't have to feel like, you know, your past is baggage. It can be what helps yeah. you, you know, move up, move forward and keep going to get better, be better. Um, and in relation with what you said too, that Lewis has, you know, you should have maybe spent a little bit time, more time healing, but yeah. Lewis is kind of being patient with you. I can say, you know, that as well for myself and re- the relationship I'm in now, you know, when I started dating him, like, oh, I was a fucking mess, like yeah. <laughs> just a mess. But he was patient and he understood and he knew that, you know, if I reacted yeah. a certain way, it wasn't because of him. It was just because of previous experiences. Experience, so, exactly. uh-huh. so definitely if you're in a situation like that or you feel like maybe you're not worthy or, you know, worth somebody's time, you know, understand that there is going to be somebody out there that does love you very much for the person that you are, for everything mm-hmm. that you bring and everything that you've brought along. It's just about you know, being patient and not just taking maybe the first person that comes along, you know, at face value, make sure that you do get to know these people and all of their qualities and the values Mm -hmm. and the morals that they have. Because if not, then you're just kind of going and trying to date somebody just for the sake of dating and not being by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is kind of a dangerous thing Mm -hmm. to get into. Especially with kids. And and advice I would give to like, take time for yourself because yeah. that time is so crucial. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a lot, even, even though I didn't, um, I probably would have liked more time single. Um, even that time from when I, because even though I had divorced him later on, I was already starting that process the day he left. Yeah. Right. So it had been like a year and a half 
that I had been alone and you really learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. You you have time to build yourself up and to not depend on somebody else to give you happiness or give you yeah. joy or, you know, like anything, but you learn to love yourself, how you look and things like that. And so there's a, there's a, the, a beauty in, you know, like singleness and mm-hmm. healing. And, you know, for me, um, I did get to experience that for a little bit before meeting Lewis and, um, and it was beautiful, you know, and, and so, you know, that would be advice. And even if I could go back, I think I would tell Lewis like, okay, yeah, if you want to be with me, okay, but let's wait a little bit, you know, yeah. and there's nothing wrong. If they love you, no don't way. wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think if I would have told him that he probably, I mean, he's my husband now, so he would have waited, Yeah. you know, um, but I just didn't, you know, and, and it's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong if you don't either, but yeah, it's like my, I, I we had a, boy, a wedding, a nice wedding. Like when mm-hmm. I tell you a nice, like the wedding that you dream about is what I had. Yeah. And I saw pictures. I, it was you know, very the, cute. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish you. we would have had you on for um, our bride series also, but maybe we can talk about that later. But yeah, your, your yes. wedding was very cute. Yeah. Like we had a whole venue. We had people like cater there. We like, I invited all of my closest friends that had known what had happened mm-hmm. and they got to see me now and see how good of a, a guy Lewis was. And like for them, like everybody that, that knows me, you know, in that time, because I met new people along the way. Right. Um, but everybody that knows me just like has a soft spot for me because of what I've gone through, you yeah. know, and they're just like, Oh, you be, Oh, AB, like we love AB. And mm-hmm. you know, like she's so strong. And, and the fact that I could encourage those people without even telling them anything because right I I was trying to keep all of this a secret because it's embarrassing and it's you know all this but people people knew like it's there's only so much you can cover up before Mm -hmm. like things start to come to light and so um just knowing that me living my life could bring them encouragement before I even had the courage to speak up about it yeah like really showed me like okay this was for a reason this was for a purpose Mm -hmm. and there is there is purpose in your pain like don't think don't overlook like and I went through that like you went through that for a reason and it's to help somebody it's to encourage somebody else along the way it's to tell them hey like you're not alone and there is you know like there is good that can come out from this there's always good that can come out for this and so you know, like my in-laws are amazing. My sister-in-laws are amazing. You know, um, I'm still really close friends with like the friends that walked through that, you know, that knew my ex-husband that hang out, hung out with my ex-husband. Yeah. And now they see me with my new family and they like, whenever we talk about it, they're like, yeah, man, like this is what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is what, what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's pain in your purpose and you it's hard to enjoy it when you're going through the pain yeah but when you come out of it then you're like wow I was molded I was refined there I was like and now I'm like this amazing person that can speak life into somebody that probably feels hopeless you know so well AP I am very I mean literally I got chills through your story I felt like relatable through your story I appreciate you so much coming on here and, you know, talking mm-hmm. with us. Um, Eleni did have to log off 
for a little while earlier or because she had some work stuff to do. But um, I know that she was a little upset she had to miss the ending. So she'll have to listen to the episode all over <laughs> again. <laughs> but I do appreciate your story. I'm very happy for you. And, you know, the little stuff that I've been able to see off of just social media, I can tell that you're living, you know, the best life that you can live. And, you know, again, just thank you so much for sharing. Of course. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for this episode of Sunday School. We'll probably try to tag um, Abriana on our social media post if you want to follow her, get in touch with her a little bit more. Um, so thank you again for joining us this episode of Sunday School. See you next week. Bye.